0: Indeed, let us just pray together. O Lord, gracious God, help us today to look at ourselves. Help us today to understand ourselves more fully, more openly. Help us to understand who we are, how we are wonderfully and beautifully created that we are a masterpiece in your eyes. So, Lord, today, may your Holy Spirit be upon us, opening our hearts and minds to the scripture that we are to hear and to the words that I am to say. May they be anointed by your Spirit. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. So we are in week two of our series asking the question, Who am I? A question of our identity. Who are we? Last week, I framed the idea of our identity is founded in how God actually sees us. Not how the world frames us and what we're meant to do, but how God sees us. This week and next week, I'm going to be exploring two concepts, two aspects of who we are that make up our identity. This week, I'm going to be exploring our personality. And next week, I'm going to be exploring our character. Now, I need to preface this. I need to actually say this. This is not a psychological talk. It's not a talk about psychology and the, the basis of, of person, personality types and character and identity. It's not that. Yes, it may touch on some of those aspects, but it's touching on those aspects so it can give a glimpse into ourselves so we can understand who we are and understand how our spiritual lives intersect with our identity, with our personality and with our character. So let me first of all give you an explanation of what the differences are. Some people will argue that character and personality are one and the same, and they're intermingled and they're together. But for the sake of where we are and what we're doing, I want to give you this little definition so that we can separate it out for ourselves so we can kind of understand it a little bit better. See, personality is the preferences that we have in life, the things that make us feel comfortable in our world. They're the choices, they're the things that we have, not the choices, because the character is the choices that we make because of our personality. So let's just hold those kind of just in there. and let, let me give you some examples so you can kind of understand it a little bit better. And just, um, see personality, So one of the attributes of personality might be um, introvertedness, introvertedness or being an extrovert. Do you know the difference between those? An introvert is a person that likes to be by themselves. An extrovert loves to be out and about. Well, believe it or not, I'm an introvert. Does anybody guess that? I actually like my own time, you know, me, myself, a little art box here. The introvertedness being that I get my energy, not from necessarily being with people, but having time by myself, having time out. You know, a matter of fact, I get a lot of energy from actually going out and taking photographs early morning by myself, that 's part of my introverted personality, whereas Annette uh, I talked to I, I asked Annette before I went into this this talk today we 're kind of going a little to and fro here, so Annette is the opposite she's an extrovert what a perfect match. <laughs> Well, she does take me right out of my shell most of the time um, Annette's perfect kind of relaxing time is to go out and meet up with other people and family and friends and organise things, isn't it? Where I'm going, I just don't want that. <laughs> you know, and that's personality, isn't it? That, that, that's, the, that's the preferences that we have, the things that make us feel comfortable. Whereas character is something different. See, a character could be honest or dishonest. So this is the character of who you are. You're an honest person or you're a dishonest person. Now, both Annette and I, actually, we, we value honesty. We value being honest and ourselves and being honest with everybody that we meet. So character is a choice that we make. It is not necessarily the thing that is inside of it, but a choice. So the question is, what is my personality? Have you ever described somebody as having a bubbly personality? wonder what that actually means. What about a prickly or bristly personality? You, you're all going, yeah, 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 I've met somebody like that, haven't you? How about a difficult personality? Now, you know, there are things that we're attributing to these people. You know, what would you say my personality is? But I'm not going to get you to answer that because you may say I'm prickly or difficult or all those kind of things. But, see, it's, each of us have a personality. And we all experience our each other's personalities, the other personalities, through the lens of our own personality, isn't it? So our own personality dictates how we look at other people. So you might find, based on the preferences that we have in our life, that, that somebody will get on really well with you because of the personality they have. And you might go, oh, but they're really bubbly, effervescent kind of person." And that may be because they're an extrovert and want to know about your feelings and who you are and got everything all good and organised and in tune. You may be actually seeing their personality when you're describing themselves as bubbly. But I want to share with you two Bible passages that kick us off. They're going to be the foundations for us to look at the personality and what it means that we may be created in the image of God. The first comes from Genesis chapter 1, so all the way back right at the beginning of the Bible, the very first chapter, verse 26 and 27, and it says this, and this is the New Living Translation. Then God said, "'Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. "'They will reign over the fish of the seas, "'the bird in the skies, the livestock, "'all the wild animals on the earth, "'and the small animals that scurry along the ground.'" So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. You see, we're made in the image of God. And that is a wonderful thing, isn't it? To be made in the image of God. You know, we just didn't evolve into who we are. We were created and designed with a purpose. A blueprint for each and every one of us. You know, we may be similar. You know, Kerry is similar to me. We're both human beings. I am? You are? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. I just wasn't getting some agreements on this, you know. But, you know, but we're not exactly the same, are we? My kids may even look like me, but they are different. So each and every one of us, we each have a unique aspect to ourselves don't we we're unique individual but we are made in the image of God each and every one of us so the human body is beautifully designed uniquely designed all its multiple systems are working together Intricately, intricately together, that's a difficult word to say when you're trying to do it quickly, and, and our personality is the same. You know, it's complex. It's not simple. It's a complex set of preferences that intertwine with one another, that make us feel comfortable in the situations that we find ourselves in, that allows us to order our lives in the way that makes it gives us meaning and purpose. And Psalm 139 helps us understand what that is for us. Psalm 139 from verse 13 through to the first part of verse 18. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Don't you love that that statement? Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the darkness of the womb. And you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are the thoughts, your thoughts about me, O oh God, because they cannot be numbered. And take that as a promise for you. How precious are the thoughts of God about you individually? Because they cannot be numbered, they are precious. I can't even count them, they outnumber the grains of sand. And so that, I was reading from the, the, the New Living Translation. and I, I think it, it really makes a, a point of how complex we are, of how we are knitted together in such a complex way. But it's also, when, when we start to think about it, when we, when we look at this, and I'm going to put it up in a slightly different version, and then just one verse, that, that complex made, is in the NIV it says this, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We always need to remember that we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Jesus Christ so that we can do the good things that he has planned for us. Now, where does that come from? It comes from Ephesians 2, verse 10. It says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Notice that we are God's masterpiece, each and every one of you. Created new in Christ Jesus. So when you come to Christ, you are created anew in Christ. So we can do the good things He's planned for us long as go. See, we are God's masterpiece. And our personality reflects God's masterpiece. Each and every one of you. Our personality it's it's how we react to things. It's how we do things. It's how we relate to people. It's how we prefer to live. Personality is who we really are and what we're really like. It's our personal uniqueness. It was God's plan to design each and every one of us differently. There's no right or wrong personality. There's no personality that's better than the other. Let me kind of put that out there for you. Some people go, oh, I wish I was more extroverted, or wishes wish you was know, this. You, you know what you can do? Is you can actually, you know, if, if you get into this whole personality thing, um, is you can actually work on what's known as your shadow side. The thing that you're not good at, the thing that doesn't come easily to you. So for me, to work on my shadow side of a, being an introvert is to get out into extroverted situations, And so you can develop that. It's like a muscle. You use it and you can become more rounded in that way. But we are each wonderfully created in God's image. And God created us uniquely and different. And there's no right or better personality than the other because God made you to be you. He made me to be me. And he thinks we are a masterpiece. The thing we might need to learn is that because we are unique, others will not think and behave the same way that you think and behave. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed how somebody will do something a different way to you and you question you wonder why they're doing that? Have you ever, you know... uh, See, what happens is when somebody does something that actually their personality does it a different way and your personality says you have to do it this way, it, it kind of can make you feel uncomfortable, out of control. But if they do it the same way as you, it tends to make you feel right at home, doesn't it? Now, I'm not going to speak out of, out, of, out of school here, but you know, um, Annette and I are, are a little different in many of our personality types and traits. We've actually gone and done... The Amaya Briggs personality types and, and had you know the, all that kind of personality testing and stuff like that. And it's really interesting because it allows us to understand ourselves and what we value and what's important and how we do things, but it also allows us to understand the other person. You know, I'm a bit more messy than Annette is. Annette's a lot more ordered than I am. Really, you know, and, and this could actually come at, you know, it, somebody who's very ordered may see a messy person as being lazy or just not functioning particularly well. Why don't they finish cleaning up what they'd started? You know, um, because they prefer it to be all neat and ordered and finished. Whereas my personality kind of has, you know, I'm not being lazy. I just haven't actually finished what's happening. There's still more to go. There's a state of partial completeness... And and, until everything is actually finished and tidied up and drawn all together and completed, that's when I put it all away. You know, I I tend to actually prefer more the flexibility to respond to the new information that's coming in as it arises and then once all that information's come in, then I finish the task. Whereas an ordered person goes, I've got to get all the information, have it all ordered, have it all set, all organised, and then I sit down, I do it all, wrap it up, finish it off, and it's done. Whereas I go, oh, sit, think about it, wait for it, think about it, there's some other information coming here, other bits and pieces, put it all together, it looks like, leave it, come back, come back to it, leave it, move it, get it to the point. But we both end up finishing on the same deadline. We've just done it a different way because our personality has preferences of the way we like to do things. Does that make Annette's personality better than mine? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you uh, glad you have got that. It means that – so you're, you're on Annette's side? That's, you, you understand me? Uh, that's okay. I understand you because i You live with somebody that's different. That's right. You know, see, we all have a personality. and It's not that one's better or worse. Um, It doesn't mean... It just means that we're unique, doesn't it? And we're different. And when you actually understand those around you, because of that personality, you actually don't become offended by those people. You understand that they behave in a different way, they think in a different way, they prefer things in a different way. It's when We get clashes when we want to push one over the other. See, your personality helps you to know how God wants you to serve him. See, each and every one of us have a personality and that uniqueness allows us to do unique ministry a unique service in God's kingdom. See, your personality is not meant to box you in and go, here's the box that is Simon's personality and here's the box that is Annette's personality. Here's the box that's Joe's personality. And and that's only... It's our uniqueness. It's not to box you in. God doesn't want you to be clones of one another. He doesn't want you to be like somebody else. He wants you to be you. So we we, we should never try to be somebody else. And we should always try and serve God through the uniqueness of our own personality. Because he's designed you to serve this way. Now, in the newsletter that came out last week, and you might have picked it up for the first time this week, um, in there we we had a few things about, um, in the middle section, a life inventory. And and we talked about... um, discovering some of your personality in there. Now, it references to a website that you can have a look up about, 16personalities.com, which gives you a link into the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator. Now, I don't want to say that that's the best or the worst or whatever. It's just one that we've chosen. It's one that we kind of know about. But there are other personality um, tests that you can do, uh, the NMgram and other things like that. I don't want to advocate one over the other, but just if, you, if you're willing to go and look at who you are, you may understand yourself better. You may understand the uniqueness that God has created you. And may you understand the people around you because you understand yourself a bit better. This is what understanding your personality will allow you to be. It's a tool to understand how God created you and how you relate to others. It's also a way of understanding that each of us are a masterpiece in God's eyes. Each of us are a masterpiece in God's eyes and as such it means that we interact with God in different ways. You know, one of the things, you know, even though I'm an introvert I don't like sitting quietly by myself. You know, and let me just go into this because when I was going through college, which is quite a number of years ago we had um, spiritual practices that we needed to do. Things that you know, it would make you a better minister, you know, to, to deepen your spirituality, to get to know God better. And, you know, the one thing I hate going on is silent retreats. Even though I'm an introvert, I like to talk. I like to be with people and communicate. You know, the worst thing to do is go, Simon, we're going to spend the whole day in silence just rubs me out the wrong way because my personality doesn't work that way. Whereas others, and they go, oh, it's so great, it's so good, it worked for them. And see, that's the thing about personality and spiritual practices. We all actually interact differently, don't we? Some of you would love a silent retreat. To go away and sit with the word of God just in front of you, Nobody's saying a word, a bell rings and you come and get some food and you sit down and you don't talk to one another and you then you go off and you go and contemplate the word of God some more and at the end of the day, you go to bed and you wake up and it's another day. Some of you may think that's bliss. Other people, you may feel it's like having your fingernails pulled because you just Gotta say something to somebody somewhere. I've just looked at this, you know, this passage, and isn't this amazing? Isn't it amazing how God is just working here? And and I can just, you know, you just want to talk to somebody about it. See, even though I'm an introvert, I process externally. I like to throw information backwards and forwards with people and process information externally, and then I'll sit down and I'll organize it and Sort it out and I'll come up with an idea. So to do the silent thing just doesn't work for me. But to be in a group where you can wrestle and grapple with the the concepts within scripture is something I really value. Can you see how personality is even starting to work into spiritual practices? Because we are unique. We're different. And so we do different things in the body of the church because of our uniqueness of who we are. See, in the church, and I'm going to share with you a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through to 21. It shows us that each and every one of us are unique, and we all have different ministries, different things that we should be doing, different aspects of the body of Christ. That is the church, and each of us make up those different aspects. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we all have been baptised in the one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says... I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. If the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would it make me any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would we hear? If the whole body was an ear, how would we smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it was only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. See, this is really important for us when we start to think about ourselves in the church and our different personalities that we have. We all function and have an important part to play within the body of Christ. Each and every one of us here are here today and we all bring our own unique personality to bear to the ministry and witness of Jesus Christ and the world in this congregation, in this church, and to the rest of the world. One important thing that we need to do, and it comes really clear, you know, in this passage, if you, you know, the eye shouldn't be saying, I want to be an ear, and the ear shouldn't be saying, I want to be an eye. You know, we should never compare ourselves with others. We should be comparing ourselves with Christ and who we were before we met Christ. We don't compare ourselves to other people. That's not what we're doing, we, because you are unique, because you are wonderful, because you are a masterpiece, each and every one of you is beautifully and wonderfully made. You are unique. God wants you to serve him in your unique own way, through your personal, unique personality in something that is specific for you. For as Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, for you are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Jesus Christ so that we can do the good things he's planned for us so long ago. So let's just pray together. Let's just ask for a, an opening of understanding upon our own selves and a delving deeper into our understanding of how God can use our own unique personality. So let's just pray. Dear God, thank you for making each and every one of us unique, for making me me, for making you you, making each and every one of us who we are. Oh, Lord, help us to forgive ourselves. May you forgive us when we compare ourselves with others, trying to do somebody and something that we're not. Lord, I want you to use the personality that you've given me in my own unique way, so that I can love you in my own unique way. I can serve you in my own unique way. I want to be the unique expression of what you have made me to be, that you've made me unique. You made me wonderful, you made me a masterpiece, and you made me redeemed through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.